This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3510 for Friday, the 14th of January 2022. Today's show is entitled Syntax Switches and Help and is part of the series DOS. It is hosted by Ayuka and is about 20 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is, we continue our look the old warhorse, DOS this time it is Syntax Switches and Help. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. This is Ahuka for Hacker Public Radio, and I'm inviting you to enjoy another exciting episode in our DOS series. Uh, and what we want to do today is we want to take a look at uh, syntax and switches for the commands and uh, the help system. Um, this is important. Uh, and the reason it's important is we're looking at a uh, a system that is entirely text-based, it's all command-based, and there's a, a joke that the the good news about computers is that they do exactly what you tell them to do. The bad news is that they do exactly what you tell them to do. So, you know, every command in DOS must be entered in a precise manner, and that precise manner is what we call syntax. Uh, failure to follow the syntax precisely will most often result in an error message, but in some cases it can be disastrous. So it pays to learn how the syntax works. Now first of all, you have your command name. Uh, in previous lessons we listed the various internal and external commands that are available to you. In a few cases there are shortcut command names particularly for directory operations. For instance, to create a directory, you could use the command mkdir for make directory, or you could use the shortcut md. Now, where there are shortcut command names, they are listed in, in the tables that we gave in the previous lessons, but you must spell the command correctly. Now, in the, uh, on the website, You'll see that I've adopted the convention of typing all command names in capital letters. Now, it turns out you do not need to do that. Um, in fact, anything you type is converted to all capital letters before it is processed. That's, uh, that's simply the way they did it. You know, back in that day, everything relied on uh, you know simplifying and reducing storage and everything else. So. Um, you can type in lowercase letters if you wish. It makes no difference. Now, after the command name, you must leave a space. Now, that's what tells the operating system that you are finished with the command name and are ready to enter the next part of the command. Now, DOS separates the parts of a command 
with a blank space. That is why you could never use blank spaces in file names in DOS and Windows up through Windows 3.x. Uh, the operating system interpreted the space as a separator between parts of the command. Unix still works that way, which is why you should not use spaces in Unix file names. You often see underscore used instead to represent a space in a file name. Now, I think these days m many of the Unix uh, the systems have finally come around to letting you use spaces. It's still a questionable practice. Um, you know, remember, I wrote these tutorials 25 years ago. Um, and at that time, you, you would not use spaces in any kind of a Unix system. Now, after the command name, drive designation. Now, drives are represented by letters in DOS. Uh, other operating systems have different conventions, but in DOS, the first two letters, A and B, are reserved for floppy disk drives. Early DOS computers, you know, my first DOS computer was an XT, um, and it did not have hard drives. It had two floppy drives. So, you would stick your stick one disk. Uh, I'll use the reason I bought it was so I could use WordPerfect to work on my doctoral dissertation. So, um, and that was that was a requirement of the fellow who agreed to be the chair of my committee. Um, he said, "I'll only do that if you buy a computer and get a word processor, because otherwise neither of us will live long enough for you to finish." Wise words. Um, so. Um, you would put your WordPerfect, uh, opera, you know, uh, program disk in one of the drives and your data disk to hold your files in the other drive. And so that way, you know, it was pretty easy to uh, open up the program, start creating documents, and then save them to a different floppy disk. Um, now, that's why... The hard drive, to this day, is still the case in, in Windows systems. The hard drive is always the C drive, because A and B were already taken. C was just the next letter. Um, now, I mean, these days, you don't even see a computer with a floppy disk. I, I, wouldn't, um, I wouldn't even know what to do with one anymore. Um, but it's still the C drive. Now, note that drive designations must always be followed by a colon. So, for example, if you're a booted, suppose the C colon drive is your working directory, your prompt will then look something like C colon backslash greater than. Now, you can modify that. Um, but I'm not going to get into all of that right now. But back in the day when there was not that many things you could do, people used to have fun figuring out ways of modifying the command prompt and personalizing it in some way. Now, let's say you're at the command prompt. C colon backslash greater than sign. If you then type the format command, theoretically, you could wipe out your hard drive by formatting it. Uh, 
um, uh, in actuality, um, the OS would stop you in this particular case, but you cannot rely on the, o on the operating system catching all of your errors, so be careful. Now, if you wanted to format a floppy disk, you would insert a disk into your floppy disk drive. Let's assume it's the A drive. And you would then type, now at the prompt, the prompt is C colon backslash greater than sign, and then you would type format space A colon. So the first part is the command name, format, followed by a space that tells the computer you're finished with the command name, then the drive designator, which is A colon. And that tells the OS to apply the command to the A drive. If you haven't done this before, you know, assuming you have a blank floppy disk and a disk drive, try it. <laughs> now, sometimes you want to operate the command on a directory within a drive. You can do this by adding the path you want it to follow. For instance, suppose you want to get a directory listing on a directory on your hard drive called C colon backslash WP backslash documents backslash. All right, WP is word perfect. Back in the day, that was the best thing around. Um, now you can get that directory listing with the following command. At the command prompt, type DIR space that's the directory command, and the space says I'm done with the command. And then the path, C colon backslash WP backslash documents. Now, if, if you're not running WordPerfect, you wouldn't have this particular directory. Pick one you do have and try doing a directory command on it. Now, sometimes you can modify a command by using what are called switches. These modify how the command behaves in some way and are always shown by a preceding forward slash. So that's uh, an interesting difference between directories and switches. Is directories, everything is backslash. Switches, everything is forward slash. Um, you know, Microsoft drilled so many people into using backslash that nowadays when people are doing URLs, which of course use forward slashes, 90% of the time they'll say backslash <laughs> just because they've been brainwashed. So, okay, a switch. These modify how a command behaves in some way and are always shown by a preceding forward slash. Switches are the key to making DOS work for you. Master the switches and you can do almost anything. For instance, try doing a directory command on a large directory like, say, c colon backslash dos. You should see everything scroll by on the screen very quickly until it stops on stops with the last screen of the directory listing. You'll find this hard to use because it went by too fast for you to see most of the listing. But you can change this behavior with a simple switch. So, at the command prompt, type dir space, then slash p, then another space, then c colon backslash dos. 
Now note there's the space between the command name and the switch, and between the switch and the path. Now, DOS always expects a space between parts of a command. This switch tells the operating system to display the results one screen page at a time. The P stands for page here. The operating system will display one page of the listing with a note at the bottom telling you to strike a key to get the next page. <coughs> now, sometimes you want to apply a command to a particular file. You would then place the file name in the position of the drive, designator, or path, or at the end as appropriate. Um, if you just enter a file name without other information, the operating system will look for that file in the current working directory, then in the directories listed in the path statement. If it does not find it in any of those places, it gives an error statement. But you can give the full path to the file, and it will be found if the file is there. For example, let's assume my current working directory is C colon backslash documents. And it contains a text file called myfile.txt. Well, you could display the contents of that file on your screen with, uh, with a command. Your, your current working directory is there, so in this case, the command prompt will look like C colon backslash documents backslash greater than. And that would be your command prompt, because the command prompt always gives you your current working directory. Then the command type, T-Y-P-E, and a space, and then the file name, myfile.txt. And what that would do is it would display the contents of that file on your screen. Type always displays to the, the, the screen. Now, let's suppose your working directory was the root directory, C colon backslash. And let's assume that the directory C colon backslash documents was not in the path statement. Well, then if you, at the command prompt, if you typed type space myfile.txt, you would get a file not found error. Now, you can get around that by using the full path. So at the command prompt, you'd enter type space c colon backslash documents backslash myfile.txt. So, where do you find all of this information about syntax and switches for a docs command? Oddly enough, in the help system. DOS comes with a built-in help system, which you activate by entering the command help, oddly enough. If you use the help command all by itself, you'll get a list of all the commands available and can then pick the one you want more information about. But you can also go directly to the command you want by using help followed by the command name. For instance, at the command prompt, type help space mkdir. Now this would give you detailed explanations of how to use the mkdir, that's make dir, make a directory command, what switches are available, etc. It's a pretty simple command actually. Take a look at the help system, what it says, mkdir, and then it has in parentheses the shortcut md, creates a directory.
You can use MKDIR or MD to create a multi-level directory structure. Syntax, MKDIR, followed by optional drive, and we know it's optional because it's in brackets. That's one of the uh, standards here. And then path. So uh, same thing with uh, MD command, MD, optional drive, and then path. What are the parameters? Drive specifies the drive on which you want to create the new directory. Path specifies the name and location of the new directory. The maximum length of any single path from the root directory to the new directory is 63 characters, including the backslashes. Related commands. For information about deleting a directory, see the rmdir command. For information about changing directories, see the chdir command. So, that was the actual help system entry for the mkdir command. And it covers the syntax, it covers parameters. If there were switches, it would have covered that. This, this particular command doesn't really have any switches. Now, there are some help system conventions. So, as, as I mentioned, uh, the parameter drive was placed within square brackets. This always denotes an optional parameter. You can put it in or not. Um, if you don't put it in and you don't get the result you want, maybe you need to put it in. Okay. Uh, but the command will work if the parameter is left out. Uh, but let's say you were making a directory and you didn't specify which drive, guess what? Um, it's going to be something that gets made in the drive that you're currently in, wherever your current working directory is. So if you want to make one in a different, remember, I, I had to learn all of this back in the days of twin floppies. So it mattered whether it was the A or the B drive that you were doing. Um, other conventions include ellipses, which means an item can be repeated as often as desired. So if you see that in the help system, that's worth knowing. Uh, items separated by a vertical bar are considered either-or choices. Um, so, some examples. If you take a look at tree, T-R-E-E, -E, it has the drive optional, path optional, and some optional switches, slash F and slash A. This means that for the tree command, both the drive and the path are optional, and in addition, there are two switches also optional. You take a look at the numlock command, N-U-M-L-O-C-K. Numlock equals on vertical bar off. Now this is in brackets, so it's optional, but it denotes an either-or choice. You're either going to turn the numlock on or off. Now this command can only be used in your config sys file to set whether the numlock is turned on or turned off when you boot. Your choices are either on or off, obviously. Path. Okay, the path command. If we take a look in the help system, it says drive, 
and it's in brackets, so it's optional. Then path, and another set of brackets with a semicolon and the ellipses, the three dots. So what that is saying is you can put in several different paths in the path command. Now, there is an overall limit, but you know you have the option of having more than one directory in your path command. Um, now remember, the command path by itself displays the current path, so any drive or path specification is optional. If you enter a drive or a path, you're changing the path statement. So the outer set of square brackets makes the whole shebang optional. Now if you wish to set a path, the drive itself is optional, although I've always seen it used. Now, you can add additional directories to the path as well, so there's square brackets for that. Within those brackets is a semicolon, which must be used as a separator between directories in a path statement, and an ellipses, which tells you that you can add additional directories as needed. So, with all of this information, you should now be ready to start using DOS a little more intelligently. Remember to take a look at the help system. Look for the syntax and switches available, and you too can be a DOS expert, which I'm sure everyone wants to be. And so, this is Ahuka for Hacker Public Radio signing off and, as always, encouraging you to f support free software. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.